You're listening to episode number 336 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us actual money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360Vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. <laughs> I had like 10 things run through my head that I wanted to, to open <laughs> up with and then and then completely it blanked when it was time for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have an, <laughs> an opening. <laughs> there's oh, things this, that we could, this show is starting off really there's well. There's things that we could chat about, but like things that I don't necessarily know, like things that I know I have to talk to Tony with off mic about. Uh, like, like I could bring up that those things, but I'm like, nope, nope, can't do that. So that's what's sure. running through my head is I'm like, what about this? No, that's dumb. No, we already talked about that. <laughs> uh, I try to keep it lively. Sometimes it works. Well, I'll just uh, vamp for a hot second. I will let folks know if they haven't seen the tweet already. I did not do a uh, 360 Vegas cocktail this week, partially because I, that it really kind of fell on me. I didn't, I didn't plan properly. Now, a, a fair number of folks have seen the subsequent tweet, and we've been uh, interacting, but. For folks that may not be on Twitter, if you want to be a part of, a, of this cocktail, the first thing I tell you to do is I want you to go out and grab a bottle of Kettle One Vodka, uh, get yourself a couple packages of strawberries, and I want you to weigh out 20 ounces of strawberries that have been co- washed and hulled and quartered, put it in a jar with 16 ounces of that Kettle One Vodka. I'm going to make a strawberry martini from the Gordon Ramsay steak house at, at Paris that was recommended to us by one of the friend of the show who's a, a Patreon member and, and wanted to see if I couldn't try to replicate it. What I did not take into account, and this is why there's no official cocktail this week, is I did not appreciate just how much, how many strawberries you needed. I started off with 10 ounces because it was something that I found online that looked like it was pretty close to what the, the actual uh, recipe was. And I couldn't have been more wrong. So I, I went from 10 ounces to 20 ounces. And holy shit, Karen, you know what it reminds me of? The time <laughs> that uh, my wife and I came down to Memphis, the first time we came to stay with you guys, yep. and you had let that pineapple soak in, in a container of, three weeks. of vodka. Yep. Yeah. Uh, after seven days of strawberries sitting in this vodka, it tastes almost completely identical to straight strawberry juice, like what would accumulate like at the bottom of a bowl. Really? It is... Yeah, it's going to be dangerously good. Uh, <laughs> I was concerned but, uh, that, uh, you know, only a week uh, with the strawberries wouldn't be enough. But I also, I have to ask this question because I saw you posted on it and you just said to leave it on the counter for a week. Yes. I, I, so yes. you have to refrigerate the pineapple. If you're, if you're doing this with pineapple, it has to be refrigerated. Otherwise, it goes really bad. I'm surprised that you can leave it with strawberries out on the counter. I suspect... The reason being is the amount of time. I'm only keeping it out there from three to seven days. And for the listeners that are out there, you know, by by the 72 hour marker, I want you to sip it. You know, oh shucks, you're going to have to try it every day. But oh, yeah. every day but at some to, point, it's absolutely. Funny. I want you to you notice the it. difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when you when it gets to the strawberry flavor in it, and it's going to be really rich in strawberry flavor, um, then immediately pull the strawberries out 
so that they don't start to break down and 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 rot essentially i mean they're not going to really rot to a certain extent because they're in the vodka but but get them out of there uh and then just put the rest of it in your refrigerator and just hold on to it then until next week but yeah uh, you know karen the funny thing is by by day five or six there was no color left to the strawberries really it all bled out yeah, into the vodka it, it had yeah interesting so, so now now what you, you have me wanting to try because i picked up some um we're gonna have uh, a couple of friends over tomorrow and i was thinking about cocktails and i'm like oh i haven't had a sinatra smash for a while so i, I picked up some blackberries now i'm wondering if i should try to soak those in vodka and see what happens well, oh, you certainly are welcome to do so. Just keep in mind that technically with a Sinatra smash, you're supposed to be using oh, Gentleman yeah. Jack, which is a whiskey. Right. No, so and I have that. You're... I'm just thinking of like a blackberry cocktail, like a blackberry martini. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. I kinda, sure. I Give it a try. try Let me know. Report back. Hmm. Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and with that, let's start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. The Fountains of Bellagio is roughly the size of eight football fields, holds 25 million gallons of water, or about as much as 2,000 swimming pools, and it took 21 days to fill. Got that from the book, The Fountains of Bellagio by Wet Design. I did a little, uh, what? I'm just, I'm just imagining somebody with a garden hose stuck in the, <laughs> no, in the they pool. Actually, just going, okay, well, yeah, just keep it running. Stat. They said if they would have used a garden hose, it would have taken over a year to fill, fill up. Oh, that, wow. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I just had that image in my head and I, it just yeah. seemed funny to me. <laughs> yeah. So what did they do? They like brought in tanker trucks. How did they fill it? Uh, I don't know. I didn't do that research. Yeah. I'm sure it's in the book if you're interested. Oh, okay. There's a whole book on it. I mean, There's wet, a whole book wet on design the had to, uh, yeah, on, on the fountains of Bellagio, wow. how they had to design them. They had to invent technology. Interesting. Yeah. It's just, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It just, the, the image was funny to me. <laughs> Mark, I got to give you credit, buddy. You come up with a kick-ass reading list <laughs> sincerely i have no doubt that there will come a time when you take and you collect up all of this information that you're that you're generating and you're going to turn it into a book and at the end of the book there's going to be a a bibliography that is going to rival you know most <laughs> libraries it'll be as thick <laughs> as the book <laughs> yeah yeah I, I mean when i saw this and, and again, we've talked about this on the show before, but for the listeners at home, I, you know, I get the script ahead of time and he always puts right in there the book. And sometimes I'll be like, Ooh, well, that's an interesting one. And when I saw that it was called the fountains of Bellagio, I thought, how the fuck does he find this shit? It'll <laughs> <laughs> be a book about the fountains of Bellagio. So well played, sir. Well played. Thank you. Another thing that was well played was this week's twit pick of the week. Welcome to the new Fremont street experience. Bright as fucking in your face. Brought to you by the man, the legend, at Vital Vegas. <laughs> as if he doesn't get enough fucking. I was gonna say on you're this. just feeding right into that ego. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> Here we have another example of how LED does have the potential to serve as a neon substitute, not to supplant it, but a respectable energy efficient alternative. Despite all the magnificent signage available in the valley, Fremont is one of the few places you can actually bask in the glow of the city while surrounded by its loving embrace. <laughs> it's a beautiful picture. It feels warm it when is. I look at it. Boy, I feel warm. Well, and it's the, the cool thing about the picture, too, is it's it just has like the, the strips of each color, which is reminiscent of neon. I think it, you know, that plays into your commentary very well. Yes. But yeah, some of the other images, they, I remember he posted one that was before there weren't any people on it. Or maybe was that last week's? I don't remember. I saw a picture and it just bright as hell and vivid colors and just, yeah. it's incredible what they're doing with that thing. Yep. Well, and Karen, you touched on exactly the question that I wanted to ask. So thank you for setting me up for this question. Oh, you're welcome. Is it as bright in real life as it appears in these pictures because sometimes these look like I just I was thinking about this this morning when I'm looking at this particular winning photo and I thought to myself there have been many a times where two three o'clock in the morning drunk Tony comes stumbling out of a casino to uh, on Fremont Street to to make his way 
to his home casino and try to safely get back to his, his hotel room. <laughs> and I just think to myself what it must be like, what drunk Tony's going to be like when he walks outside and he's got what appears to be, you know, the brightness of a thousand suns <laughs> shining straight into his drunk eyes, um, you know, again at two o'clock in the morning. Is is it as bright? I mean, I know I'm asking you to kind of, you know, describe what purple is, but I mean, is it as bright <laughs> as it looks from these these images? I think it might actually be brighter. I'll have to uh, defer. I haven't seen it at night. I've only seen it during the day. And at day, it is because you, you think about the old canopy. They'd have images up there if it was bright and sunny out, and they'd be really faded and faint, and you couldn't really see. Oh no, bright as day, clear as day. It's it's the most clear picture I've ever seen down there. So I haven't seen it at night, but I can I can only imagine if they put some light colors up there. If they do some it's something white super, or light blue or yellow, like I, I would imagine, it's going to be pretty. I I remember sitting at at the time it was the view bar. And they had the show go on, the actual right. experience right. show. And that thing was so bright. Like there were times that I, I like, like it caught my eye. It was so bright. Coming like, in like through the, the tinted flash. glass. Like, you're like, yeah. Like you had wow. to look over like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I vividly remember that. Like, whoa, what is going on out there? Huh. Well, I love it. Uh, and as always, we will link to the photo on the blog featured on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. As is always, as of late, we start off with our Corona Vegas updates. Yes, still closed. South Strip. Actually, none of this has changed from last week. So South Strip, you've got Tropicana and Park MGM. Mid Strip, we've got Planet Hollywood, Bally's, and Cromwell. And North, we've got the Mirage. So if you are trying to decide if you want to come to Vegas and you're you're trying to figure out, you know, what's actually open, it's easier for us to tell you what's closed. That's how many things are open. Yeah. In related news... Vegas is stepping back a bit, but not like you think it is. Due to a gradual increase in the reported positive COVID cases, bars in Las Vegas and Reno not serving food have been ordered to temporarily close again. Uh, no word uh, how that applies to casino bars. Well, we did get a Actually, little bit of clarification yeah, it on it that uh, apparently it is. Uh, yeah, so if it if it's just a, a a bar and a lounge, they also have to close regardless. So if, so you think about any place Jeez, that has tabletop please. closing or tabletop gaming, they they all have to close if it's just a bar and they don't serve food. Battleborn pins are another one of those brilliant ideas that you'll find yourself surprised wasn't already a thing in the market. Well, it is now. Thanks to Battleborn Pins, we now have Disney-quality collectible enamel pins featuring iconic Vegas. The ever-expanding collection includes Crazy Girl's No If, Ands, or Butts statue, Vegas Vic with a moving arm, and the Dunes turret marquee. The iconic mint signage, silver slipper, the stardust, and of course, the Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas sign are just some of the options available, starting as low as $8. 360 Vegas listeners can drop that price another 20% when they use the promo code 360. Just go to bbpins.bigcartel.com or go to our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for Battleborn Pins. Holy cow. I, I personally think that this feels like, like undeserved punishment because it, the standards that you end up learning that... Uh, so... In the story that I read, um, OSHA and the NGC visited some 1,500 businesses over the past two weeks. They said during those visits, it was recorded that 80% of people were complying, except at bars where 50% of people were not following required standards. However, those that have actually been in bars during that same time will tell you that OSHA and NGC have been changing the rules as they go or, or never clearly defining them to begin with. Because originally, we were told that the regulation allowed for a mask to be removed if patrons were eating, drinking, or smoking at a bar. Now, a mask must be worn at all times and can only be pulled down to take a drink or a smoke, and then must be immediately put back over the mouth and nose. 
No word how long the bars will be closed. Gyms and swimming pools are currently being reevaluated. Well, and and there was a part of the governor's, and it's uh, to be fair, it's not just in in Vegas and Reno; it's the entire state. But the governor's also clarified as far as you know pools go, you must have a mask on at all time unless you are actively walking to or from the water or you're in the water. So if you're in the water, you don't have to wear it. If you're walking from the water to your desk, deck chair or whatever, you can have it off. But as soon as you get to your deck chair or wherever you're just going to be sitting and lounging, you have to put the mask back on. Wow. Wow. You know, it. it at first I thought, okay, okay, this doesn't seem too bad. But then as I start to think through... You know, for example, my beloved lobby bar at Bally's. Right. Well, I don't serve food, right. uh, so they fall into this. And yep. I just think, oh, this is this but, is unfortunate. So, th- so the flip side of it is for me, and I've been watching the stats. the The CDC actually has a great website, and it's you can do it by state, and it'll break it down by county. But that you can go to, and it, it shows you trends of, you know, the number of it, it stuff like the number of tests done versus the number of positive cases versus the number of deaths versus the number of hospitalizations and they do trends and all this kind of stuff. The number of cases in Nevada is up. The number of of tests being given is also up though. So there's that. The number of deaths as a percentage of the identified cases has gone down, um, which is a good thing. And even when you look at hospitalizations overall, they have gone up, but the number of people on respirators um, as a percentage has gone down. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to slow how fast it's spreading, basically. And I would rather have just the bars closed than closing down everything again like they did. Restaurants and everything else. I mean, it's... I get why I get why some states are shutting everything back down, but I'm glad that if this is what I have to take, is I can't sit at a bar, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it couldn't have been worse. It's just... It, it's. It's one of those things where I feel my enthusiasm being beat to the ground. Like, it seems like every time we, we make any progress, it's it's taken away or it's it's overly complicated. Well, or and I think, unfortunately, that's happening because some people are just blatantly flaunting it and it not helping the situation. Like, if everyone would have just been on board and said, okay, fine, the masks, we got to do it, it is what it is. I don't think we would have seen the rising cases, and I don't think then we would have seen people panicking. But folks aren't doing that, so it's we're it, we're in an unprecedented time right now, and I'm just it's hard to I don't even know where I'm going with this. So yeah. uh, I I think we all feel what you're uh, what you're trying to say, though, Karen. Well, thank I really you. do. Thank, I appreciate Next. the empathy instead of you making fun of me like you normally do. It's a you kind of what? gentler Tony during I've, the. Uh, during I've had adult the, beverages. I'm, <laughs> I'm in a good mood. I'm talking about okay, you're my early, BFF. You're early in the adult beverages. If it was later, you would have jumped all over me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Talk to me about the Resorts World Preview. Resorts World showed off their massive 100,000 square foot LED on July 4th with a digital fireworks display. Karen and I actually saw this just mm-hmm. by accident. We were... We were leaving what we were doing that day and yeah. going to the parking garage. And we're like, oh, shit, look, they, they turned the screens on. Yeah. They actually, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, details regarding when they'll turn on the screens again are forthcoming. The property is also set to have a 19,000 square foot LED on the East Tower. I'm sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, actually, um, I heard a report that when, so on the 4th of July, they had it lit up with a gigantic American flag. And it was so bright that somebody in Henderson could see it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, number one, you have to have the right angle to, you know, to be able to see it on the strip. But the yeah. fact that it was that bright, I mean, it's, I'll tell you what, Tony, seeing it in person, it's massive. I mean, it's literally the entire one wing of the building. Huh. Almost. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I look forward to getting to check it out. Something else I can't wait to look at (laughs) is a disco pussy corner bar management the people behind commonwealth and park on fremont have opened a new nightclub called disco pussy well they did and then they got the thing shut down right Uh, but they opened it on fremont east in the space formerly home to the red nightclub 
The club features an eight tentacled light fixture with 10,000 laser cut components with 5,000 light diodes. Nightclubs aren't permitted to open at this time, so instead the space will be used for more as a lounge. But since uh, I don't believe as, they're as of midnight food. tonight, uh, <laughs> no, yeah. right? So. so this is clearly, or at least I shouldn't say clearly. I'm going to assume that this is a play on Octopussy, the Bond movie. I assume, yeah. Yeah, because it, you know, the light fixture does look like a gigantic octopus. Right. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Next. Lucky Day is coming. Lucky Day Tequila in Mezcal House is taking over the space formerly home to the Vanguard Lounge on Fremont East. Brought to you by the folks that we just talked about that gave you the Commonwealth, the park on Fremont, and Disco Pussy, is also working to take over the space formerly home to Beauty Bar and Don't Tell Mama. Plans are to turn the space into Cheap Shot, a Parisian-style live entertainment venue, and We All Scream Ice Cream Parlor. I know, they have a clever name. <laughs> they do. They've, they've got some, uh, although the name Cheap Shot just sounds cheap. I don't know. <laughs> That's probably the least interesting of all of them. Yeah. Um, so obviously this is the case because you use the term formally home too. I had no idea that Don't Tell Mama went out of business. No, it actually just moved into the Fremont, uh, into uh, Neonopolis. Oh, cool. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I mean... I, I've literally never been there, but I've heard great things about it. I was, and it's I always been even, on my... I don't even know what it is. Piano bar. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. That might be worth checking out sometime. Yeah. Next is the Kamu Ultra Karaoke. Kamu Ultra Karaoke Lounge has opened in Venetian's Grand Canal shops. The lounge features 40 differently themed rooms accommodating 8 to 40 people. Kuma is open daily from noon to 8 a.m., Noon to 8 a.m. <laughs> wow. That's such an interesting little break they're going to take like four hours. We've got to clean up your shit. <laughs> the room rates start at $50 per hour. This sounds interesting. That we could rent a room and do karaoke on yeah, a Vegas vacation? Something like that at a, at a Vegas yeah. vacation. Mm. That sounds fun. Something I, on the strip now. I'd, I'd want to kind of see what, how the drink packages and all that stuff worked out too. Yeah, but, sure. Um, the name just doesn't seem to fit in the Grand Canal shops right. to me. I mean, Kamu Ultra makes me think of something Asian, like for sure. And and it just I don't know. Karaoke is Asian. So. It is. It's Japanese. I get it. But yeah. it yeah, the name just doesn't seem to fit the canal shops. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when rooms start at fifty dollars an, uh, an hour. Um, I would assume that's for accommodating eight people. I wonder what they're going to charge then for a room that's large enough to accommodate 40 people right. at See, one time. And, yeah. and the thing, the thing about that though, is that's, what's great about Eventbrite. Like once we figured out mm. what it is, we could say, Hey, anybody who's interested, this is how much it costs to right. get in. Right. It's that easy. We, we make it a Patreon thing or something. Sure. And then hope they don't change their mind last minute and we get the bill. <laughs> yeah, they, well, listen, they got to pay for it up front anyway. So. Well, yeah, and I think with that one, you do it, like, because we get travel plans changed, but I think with that, we would say, you know, 48 hours before there's no cancellations or a week before, because that right. way they can't use the excuse of, oh, shit, I got drunk someplace else and didn't make it right. over there. It's yeah. like, yeah, well, right. sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Yeah, this is a, uh, this would be a premium event. The next topic is uh, rife for a 360 legal lounge. Hint, hint, Tony. Yay. Uh, Circus Circus is suing AIG. Owner Phil Ruffin is suing Circus Circus insurance provider AIG for refusing to pay out for losses experienced during the COVID pandemic. The complaint alleges that AIG sold and, quote, all risks, unquote, insurance policy, promising up to $500 million in coverage. Ruffin filed a similar suit against affiliated FM insurance company. Moonshot.com is the place where you can get your favorite vintage Vegas shirts. Incredibly comfortable to wear, available in male and female cuts, multiple colors and sizes, reasonably priced, and cool as hell. Options include this week's feature property, the Sundance. It's safe to assume that many of you aren't familiar with the Sundance, at least not by that name. It only existed as such for seven years. 1980 to 1987. You most likely know it by its other incarnations, Fitzgerald's, 
which it was known from 1987 until 2012, when it became known what it is today, the D. More than just another hotel casino in Las Vegas, the Sundance significance in history is that it was the last hotel casino Mo Dalitz ran. It's also the last casino on Fremont Street built from the ground up up until its current owners decided to build Circa. This and dozens of other vintage shirts are available at moonshot.com starting at $27. Use the promo code 360Vegas, no spaces, and save an additional 15% off your order. Just go to moonshot.com, that's M-0-0-N-S-H-O-T, or go to the blog 360VegasPodcast.com and click on the banner ad for moonshot.com. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. So my, mine will be short and sweet. So why don't you let me go and then Tony, you can yeah. have at it. Sure. Um, so this is actually common for a lot of different businesses right now. They're really having a hard time uh, collecting on their, what they call business interruption insurance, because normally like that'll cover like an act of God or a fire or something like that. But with this being like a government mandated shutdown, they're kind of, a lot of the insurance companies are saying, nope, that's not covered. So um, it's interesting. I think it's interesting that he actually went to file the lawsuit and depending on, and I'm sure there's other suits that have been filed, but the, you know, the results of it is, are going to be really interesting because the insurance companies aren't willing to pay out for business interruption right, right now. Tony, go. Well, I, so I'll be real honest with you. At this exact moment, I don't really have a whole heck of a lot to say. I've printed off the... Uh, I've printed off the complaint that has been filed by Circus Circus. They filed it in the United States District Court. I think that's mainly just because of the location of where AIG is. Um, but that's, I'm not going to get lost in the weeds on um, on jurisdictional matters. The the As I flip through the complaint, however, I can tell you at least right up front, uh, the things that they're, uh, that they're alleging is that... Um, they're arguing a breach of loss, specifically as it relates to property loss and damage, uh, as well as a breach of contract. Again, that's in regards to time element coverage. The theory being every day that, you know, they're not being made whole. For every day that Circus Circus is not being made whole by AIG, it's causing them greater harm, yeah. if you will. It's almost like... um hey, give us the money so we can stop digging the hole deeper is a, is a very, very thumbnail sketch way to um, explain it. Right. Um, and they've got a couple and another breach of contract. So I'm guessing one must be their underlying um, policy and then the other one must be the all risks. But like I said, I haven't had a chance to go through it yet. And I'm probably not. Uh, thank you, Eric. Uh, you came up. Thank you for um, reaching out on this one. It was I saw it, but it didn't really click to me. And then once Eric was like, well, hey, Mark, do you think this might be something, you know, there might be something there? I thought, oh, I'll, I'll dig around to it and, and take a look at it. I'm not going to do anything with it just yet, simply because I, the AIG has 30 days to file an answer. Right. So they're going to have the opportunity to respond to the allegations in the complaint. I don't know that there's a whole lot of value in me just going through and talking about what the... Um, what their complaints allegations are yeah. exactly. Yeah. I want I want to I want to be able to present both sides of this particular you know scenario. So uh, there, this will come, uh, but probably I wouldn't expect anything until like the September uh, mid September marker because, like I said, I believe they get thirty days from the day that they're served, and they were served on I believe uh, July second. So uh, get into August gives me some time to to research it by like I said early to mid September. I should have something, but. That's all I've got on that, kids. Any other thoughts or observations? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we got we got one more, don't we? Uh, we've got the Circa Stadium Swim to talk about. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to time it in between, and I couldn't quite get there. Circa has begun taking reservations for its year-round pool deck referred to as Stadium Swim. The venue is comprised of six pools, varying in temperatures from 78 to 104 degrees. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. So 78. Awesome. Yikes. I, well, yeah, that's that's crazy. But, uh, two of which have swim-up bars. Uh, it also features two spas, a 130 by 41 foot massive TV screen, 30 cabanas, 340 chase lounges, 38 day beds, and eight poolside boxes. The pool is expected to open October 28th, along with the resort's first five floors and the parking garage. I'm interested 
interested that they're going to do this year round. I think it's a bold move. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if they've got demand for it because I'm just thinking December, January, even February, I ain't going near a pool. <laughs> Until, of course, you get into the varying degree temperatures of 78 to 104 degrees, and they're like, oh, this is awesome. It's like sitting in a hot tub when it's really cold outside. Okay. So you're warm where you're at, even though the, your immediate surroundings are, are, are cold and chilly. It's, uh, it's, I might I'm, be able to give I'm, you that. All right. Yeah, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm digging it, but I'm... I'm unnecessarily geeking out over over the whole circa opening thing anyway. <laughs> They're doing a good job teasing stuff. They are. Yeah, they are. All right. Uh, that's going to do it then for news. Let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. And this first one uh, hits somewhat close to home for me. This made our local Lansing news. The station casino's president, Richard Haskins, was killed over the July 4th weekend after his personal watercraft collided with a 27-foot powerboat in Lake Michigan. Now, what I can tell you is this happened up in a a little town called Harbor Springs. Mm -hmm. And if you're, so for folks, if you're international, forget this, you don't even even care where I'm going to go with this, but if you're an American... If you take your right hand and you place your right hand with your palm facing you, it looks like the state of Michigan, and that's what we do in Michigan. Yep. We point on our on our right hand. People say, "Where, where are you from?" from. You, you hold yeah. your hand up and go, "I'm from here." You, you point to it on your on your hand, which is the craziest thing. When I went to law school, and a, a super majority of the law school students that I well attended classes with they were from outside of the state of michigan so when they would say are you you know everybody wanted to know where everybody else was from and i'd say oh no i'm i'm from michigan i and then i'd lift i'd hold my right hand up and i'd point to my palm and kind of point and they'd They'd be like what the hell are you doing (laughs) listen you're in michigan now it's only going to take you about three weeks before you totally gets ingrained in you well if you're looking at your right hand uh, right where the the top of your your pinky you know meets up with your with your ring finger that general area is about the area where harbor springs is oh i didn't harbor know it was that far north yes yes it is up near the um the traverse city area oh okay just to the just to the uh e- oh, excuse me west of of traverse city and this is a very and i mean very well-to-do uh, lakeside community and it's it's commonly or occasionally been referenced as like the um uh, the Hamptons of, of Northern Michigan, mm-hmm. you have a lot of money up in that particular area. So it does not surprise me one bit then that this uh, president of stations casinos would be vacationing that up in Harbor up Springs. Yeah. Every time I think of personal watercraft, like I, I try to think of, my guess is it's a jet ski. Well, yeah, that's, that yeah. is what it is. Okay. It's a sea do or something. Like that. But I don't understand how, you how not see if that. you're on a jet ski yeah. and it's a 27 foot boat, <laughs> How do you not see it? I don't understand. I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's it's a tragedy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I'm not, but I just, I don't. I'm sure there's there's details of that story that we're not being given. But so. you, every time you, you hear these, I always think, because typically it's the person in the personal watercraft that's being an asshole. A lot of times. That's yeah. usually what it is. So when I see this, I'm like, oh, that's a bummer. The guy was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. it's, I, I'll admit it's hard to be responsible when you have a, a jet ski because they're just so incredibly they're fun. fun. They are. But don't get hammered and act like an asshole. Yeah, because yeah, 27 ski. feet of boat is going to obviously uh, be a much bigger uh, thing for you to fuck it, with. Than it will you win that him. battle. Right. <laughs> it's, Every time it will <laughs> win that it's battle. To, yes. <laughs> It's being reported that Bally's will be the next Caesar property to reopen. Plans are currently set for that to happen on July 23rd. I've heard Planet Hollywood is next after Bally's. But the shops in front of Bally's are open now. Yes. They weren't originally. No, no, they're they're open now. And I think, uh, although I can't confirm this, I think the shops in Miracle Mile. We saw people walking open. in there the yeah. other day. So, yeah, I do think the Miracle Mile shops are open as well. Um, so, yeah, that was exciting to do. So even Blue Ribbon Chicken's open. At, uh, <laughs> God, my wife turned to me the other day and she goes, you know what I really want for dinner? I'm like, I, I can't even begin to imagine. Where where am I going to go out and go get us dinner tonight, honey? 
blue ribbon chicken. <laughs> like, Done. <laughs> I'll see in about three days. <laughs> yeah, we actually, speaking of other things that have, have reopened, Secret Pizza um, finally reopened at Cosmo. So we had a, a chance to pop down there this week and munch on some yumminess. Vital yep. Vegas is reporting that, according to their reservation options, Park MGM is looking to reopen August 6th. At least that's when it's taking reservations. And it's still going to be in non-smoking? Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't confirm any of that okay. rumor. Just curious. Yeah. I, it, It'll, I mean, I'm interested to see what they do, because that is what everyone's been reporting, is that it's going to reopen as non-smoking. Yeah, we'll see. So it'll be interesting to see what actually happens. I'm having a hard Welcome enough time trying to get people to not to wear masks. To come in, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, good. That's a really astute observation, though. You're right. What are you going to do? Excuse me. It's one person running around the casino. Stop that. Stop that. You put that out. Bad well, smoker. I mean, Bad man. that's pretty much what they're doing with the masks. Yeah, they are, unfortunately. Oh. They're, they're policing like crazy. I kind of want to tell the, the funny story that Mike shared with us about the, uh, the lobby bar at Caesars. I don't see what that has to do with masks. Well, the, because well, part it made me think about it because one part of the story is when he was sitting there, this guy walks up and starts screaming at the bartender because nobody sitting at the bar was wearing a mask, and it turns out he was from I don't know the, the gaming commission or wh- yeah. whoever it was. Um, but then, uh, and the bartender was just like, we were told if they were sitting at the bar, they didn't have to, and and this guy was saying something different. And he was he kind of a real dick about it. Like, he, he, he starts running his mouth about these people need to be doing this. He's like, who the fuck are you? And um, it, it eventually, it, he ends up showing him his badge. Like, And they call you know, the manager over. And yeah, it's like, if, if you just would have started with that. Walked up yeah. and said, hey, you know, I'm with NGC. But no, you just rant and rave like you're some fucking lunatic. No wonder everybody was, was kind of dismissing you. Right. But the oh. second part of that story is while Mike was still sitting there at the bar this you know so if you can picture the bar you know how they have the um there's the opening to get behind the bar and then there's the, like the what are they like the brass divider things where the waitresses will walk up to get their orders and their co- their cocktails do you know what mm-hmm. i'm talking about i do okay so apparently there was this really really drunk guy that was sort of stumbling through the bar and he sort of walks over to that side of the bar and all of a sudden, the, the bartender starts screaming, get the fuck out of here. This guy had dropped trowel and was <gasps> just pissing right right there at the drink station. Oh, and, my, my, no. and he didn't stop. The guy is yelling at him, and he didn't stop. And I guess security was over there within seconds. And they had towels, and they're trying been, to cover him up. It's and not an uncommon thing, which is why right? they were there for yeah. the towels. I've never seen it, but the fact that he was like, yeah, he just walked up and just went, and it didn't stop. And even though they're yelling at him, he's like, and I, I thought, well, when you're that drunk and you gotta go, and once it starts, yeah. it's not gonna be easy <laughs> to get yeah, it to every, stop. Every time, I, every time I, I've talked to somebody in the industry and told them that story, the, the feedback has always been like, "Yeah, it happens." I know, right? But it wasn't even. It was like first thing in the morning. I thought I remember him saying it was like he came down before everyone else wanted to gamble. So it was. Yeah, it was just it, early. It, it was it was early morning. It wasn't yeah, I mean, like it, it clearly was, this guy had had been up uh, all a night, late night. Yeah. But, um, sorry. But yeah, that, he had gotten up early. I don't want to thank Mike for that story. Cause yeah, that's me. a great story. But uh, So I'm sorry it didn't fit quite with the whole thing, but it Not sparked quite. my memory. Still, still a good one. <laughs> the Welcome to the City of Las Vegas sign, located just north of Stratosphere, recently had masks added to the showgirls. So the question is, do you think that would be cool to have a picture of, or do you think that would be annoying? I... I, I would say it would be cool, and for one reason, one reason only. It's a way to truly, and isn't that what pictures do? They're a true snapshot of time mm-hmm. at that exact moment. And yes, in that instance, I think it would be cool. I would love to have one with a little sign held up saying, you know, July 10th, 2020. Mm-hmm. And then, God willing, a year later, hold one up that says July 10th, 2021. And everything is "quote unquote" back to normal. I mean, it just it would be again. It's just it's a way to commemorate kind of what's going on in the world at that exact snapshot of time. All right, I know it's far fetched, but what if it were like someone's first time in Vegas? Do you think well, they that, don't, that would they don't do you know think that would be different. annoying or they don't right? 
I'm sure yeah, they would I'll, know whether whether a mask was on that before. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying their experience, if they've never been to Vegas before. But that would be an obvious thing to me. Like when I see that Caesars has a mask on, uh, Caesar has a mask on, you're like, I hate that. You know, and it's the same kind of thing. Like you look like. So to your point, I think for me right now, I don't want a picture of it because I don't want. I'm already living through this shit. I don't need a reminder of the fact that I'm living through it mm. now. And that's probably me just being jaded from an attitude standpoint. But I do think Tony has a very valid point about the difference between, especially if you're a visitor, it's different for us because we live here. But if you're a visitor to be able to have that, all the other pictures you've had in Vegas. And then yeah, there was I a one that. year uh, with, yeah. with all the masks. I mean, I get his point. Yeah. Cosmopolitan is now using dividers on all its table games. Yeah, get used to that. I remember when we first reported it that that was going to be, oh, some properties do it, some other properties yeah. don't. It looks like it's starting to move towards everybody's doing it. But whatever. And lastly, Eater Vegas reports that Dick's Last Resort, currently at Excalibur, announced plans to open a second location in Neonopolis. Dick's will take over the space currently home to the Cannabination Museum. Really? No shit. Yep. Interesting. Huh. Or cannabition. Cannabition. But I thought, okay, so we we haven't been, is the museum still open? <laughs> or is it closed already? Uh, I don't know. Because if it's still open, we might want to try to get there before it shuts down. I don't know um, if I need to see the world's largest bong. <laughs> I just, it's one of those things you could say you saw it. But yeah. the, the weird thing to me, because I thought... With the, that museum, didn't they put you on a bus and take you someplace? Did they take you to one of the dispensaries? If you if you wanted, they, okay. they could. I just I don't know. I'm I'm kind of disappointed that the museum's going away. I don't know why. I've never been in it. Right. But it just kind of seems to me that maybe it's because it's going away and being replaced with a Dick's Last Resort. Yeah. <laughs> that could be yeah. why. Right. But I mean, it was something unique, and now it's not there anymore. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's check the river. All right, we're going to do a 360 FHE. This is our opportunity to go out and explore the ever-changing landscape of Las Vegas and uh, share that experience with you. This week, you guys went out and you explored pool cabanas at Caesars and MGM. Why don't you tell us about your firsthand experience? So I wanted to talk about this. We were fortunate enough to be invited to two cabanas last weekend, Mm -hmm. one at MGM for our dear friend Michael's 50th birthday celebration. And the second one was the next day at Caesars with our friends Mike and Lene from Minnesota. Mm And they had some friends and family out too, and they invited us to tag along as well, which was awesome. What I found very interesting between the two, so we went to MGM first. Getting in, again, it was a cabana, so there was a whole wristband thing, which was fine, whatever. But once you were in the cabana, there were probably, and it was a big, it was one of the double cabanas. It was, it was really yeah. huge. There were actually both of them were. Yeah, they both the one. Mike and Lene had a big one double, too. But yeah, um, I think. The, the one at Caesars was just expanded. I don't think it was quite double the size, but it was big. It was definitely bigger. But mm. yeah, the one that uh, we had at MGM was was huge. Number one, the pool at MGM seemed much more crowded to me than it did at Caesars. Mm. The second thing I noticed was that MGM, you got food and beverage credit included with your purchase of the cabana. At Caesars, you did not. Right. You paid for the cabana, and then all of the food and beverage was additional. Wow. MGM actually had food food. They had pretzels and sandwich, like hot pretzels right. and sandwiches and salads and pizzas and flatbreads and appetizers and the whole thing, like normal what you would expect. Right. Caesars only had prepackaged food. So, like, we ordered, we needed something to eat, so we ordered a turkey sandwich, and it literally looked, it came out, looked like it came out of one of those, like, sandwich vending machines where it was all, you know, in, in a plastic container. It wasn't even wrapped in plastic. It was in a plastic container, and that, and it was very limited options on what you could get. And I think the, the last point that I'll make from a compare and contrast was 
Caesars, number one, they stopped by and told us, because there were eight of us at Caesars, and they told us that no more than five were allowed inside the cabana at any given time. Oh, wow. MGM never didn't say that. Yeah, which we argued because, like, the number of chairs that they had in there seated more than five people. So why... And they even... We asked the security guy that came by, we're like, well, hold on, we're in a, a double cabana, it's bigger you know, don't, is there a difference? And basically he came by and said, no, the rule was no more than five people in, in a cabana at any time, regardless. MGM. Yeah, that's, that's a COVID thing. That's not a. Right. No, it is. Yeah. The, that's what I mean. But the thing was, nobody at MGM came back and said that. And there were yeah. way more of us in that more. cabana than there were at, at Caesars. So. Yeah. Caesars also gives you water. MGM makes you buy it. Right. Caesars does give you water, the little bottle water versus, yeah, MGM. You, you had to. You can buy buckets of water. <laughs> right. Oh, jeez. You could you could get a cup of tap water for free. Oh god, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's you, ice. It's ice water. Well, because there's a little known rule in in uh, at at Vegas resort pools is they have to give you ice water for free. Right. Uh, it's a it's a state requirement. But it's just at Caesars. They and he voluntarily. You didn't even have to ask for it. I think we we asked for it at one point, and then he came. He brought that, but then he just came back with a bucket with the water in it with ice and just set it inside the right, cabana. Right. So, and again, Caesars was a lot less crowded, but I think where the pool that we were at at Caesars, you had to have a wristband to get to it. So it, it was much more controlled on the number of people that were there. Right. So it was just a very different, I mean, MGM definitely felt like much more of a party pool vibe and atmosphere versus Caesars was much more laid back, relaxed, just everyone sort of chilling. Yeah. So it was just, it was very interesting to see the fact that we got to experience them both a day apart, which is a very interesting experience. Yeah, definitely. Well, and to be able to compare truly apples to apples, you know, back to back like that. Right. One day you're here, the next day you're there, and you really could do a compare and contrast of one and the other. And that's, um, you know, and it sounds, other than I think that's kind of crazy that they've got the COVID aspect of the only five people in, the rest of it sounds legit. All right, so to get you to want to have a cabana MGM, they'll throw in food and beverage credit. Caesars knows they don't need to offer food and beverage credit, so they don't. But they didn't Flip even side. offer food. That's that's the only thing. Like, literally what Caesars had, that was what I was most disappointed of. It was all this prepackaged bullshit. And it's like, if I'm spending the day in the pool, drinking cocktails in the sun, I'm going to need some food at some point. And yeah. so basically it was either you buy this, you know, shitty prepackaged stuff or you leave and try to go find yourself something decent. Sure. That's fair. Which you could That's do. Fair. I was in a cabana a couple of weeks ago at Caesars, that same that same area, and um, we were able to go and get a pizza from the food court and bring it out. Well, you weren't able to go, but that's a whole. Thing. Well, yeah, that, that doesn't matter. That's a detail. That's a detail left for that experience and, and the people involved. <laughs> and the, the other thing that I don't know, I would be interested in finding out how much each cabana cost because we we weren't the ones that booked it. So I would be interested to see if like. If Caesar's Cabana was half the price of MGM, right? Because Caesar's didn't give a food and beverage credit. Sure. That's okay. To me, that's priced fairly. If they were comparable, oh, we got a big issue. That's fair. So let me ask you, because you two are Cabana people, between the two, well, and again, since you don't really know the price, it's it's hard to to really know what you're getting for the price that you're paying. But just generally speaking, what did you think? Are these are these cabanas that you would uh, be willing to, regardless of their price, that you would be willing to shell out hard-earned cash for to go back and experience again? So I liked the cabana at MGM better, but I liked the laid-back atmosphere of the Caesars pool better. Mm. Okay. So... You know, I'm always down for a cabana, but it, it honestly, if I'm going to fork over the money for it, I'm going to get it at Cosmo. Okay. I, I, I just, you know, there's so much. And I remember us bitching at both properties trying to figure out how the fuck you got back to the pool. Because oh, so, you know, we parked at both and then it's like, wait, how far are we going? And are we sure it's this way? And it just, it, I, I The ironic thing is we had, you know, had these experiences at two of my least favorite properties. 
MGM and Caesars. And Mark asked me, I remember you asking me the question as we were walking through. He's like, so how do you feel, you know, about how to get back here at Caesars versus at MGM? And I was like, I still hate Caesars more. I just hate that property. Yeah. <laughs> but sure. yeah, it's, I, I, I did like the atmosphere at their pool better, but the cabana itself, I thought an MGM was better. All right, then. Well, I think that's going to do it then for episode number 336. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. Get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas and get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on. We do that over at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send us some feedback, written or audio, you can do so by emailing it to 360Vegas podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I hate. <laughs> so here's the only problem with having a podcast that starts with a number. When I say you can email it to 360Vegas podcast at gmail.com, you got to know that I'm saying you can email it to 360, right? Not 2360. But then again, if you're so stupid that you think that this is the 2360 Vegas podcast, you know what? We don't want your feedback anyway. That's also why I phrased it. You can do so at 360 Vegas to avoid that that mistake or dilemma. That you like when I riff on the script and keep it new and fresh. And then when I try to have a nice little fun way of discussing how I said it, Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Also, thanks to Paul H, uh, who recommended the particular strawberry smash that uh, is getting me smashed while we drink this. My wife is amazing. We'll keep an extra uh, shakers shaker worth of the beverage, the the cocktail that I'm drinking in the freezer, and then all I have to do is text her when I'm ready for a refill, and she. So she's been bringing them in. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Boy, dude, you got yeah. so lucky when you when you found her. <laughs> Can't even tell you. Uh, if you'd like, oh, I already said that part. Okay, I got nothing else. <laughs> Tony, where can folks find you? I am at three sixty Vegas. Tony, Karen. I'm at three sixty Vegas. Karen. You just told you where you can find me. So until next time. Yeah.